Episode 13, Israel is at war, coping mechanisms and what you can do during this challenging time. Welcome to the Thriving on Purpose podcast, where you'll learn how to take steps to create a life that you love and enjoy. This podcast will cover mindset coaching and practical tips and tools, sprinkled with intergenerational wisdom and inspiration, and some Torah too. Here's your host, Nechama Weiser, Certified Health and Life Coach. Shalom and welcome to this week's episode. I actually had a different episode planned for this week, but I felt that with everything going on, I really wanted to record an episode that is dedicated to this war, to what we are going through as a family, and what the entire nation here in Israel is going through. This past Shabbat Simchat Torah, an extremely joyous holiday, we were awakened to sirens, we ran into the safety room three times, and once the holiday was over, we found out the atrocities that had happened over the holiday, the deaths, the murders, the acts of heroism, and only after 24, 48 hours are we starting to really realize the tremendous loss of life the evil, the hatred, and I know that I've been struggling just with the concept of evil and how evil people can be. Because a war is against two armies, but when you come into Israel and you attack innocent citizens, children, parents, grandparents, it just, it hurts in a way that that just it's just not comprehensible. It's, it's really, it's really, I don't even know what the word I'm looking for, but it's just insanity. And of course, when soldiers are killed, it is so, so painful to their families, to their loved ones. Um, And it is such a tremendous sacrifice to serve in the Israeli army. But the concept of war and soldiers is one thing, and the concept of a massacre of citizens is another thing, and they're both both atrocious. But something about this just really hit me in a way that has really numbed me. I just feel like I'm kind of hovering and looking at myself from above and wondering how this is even possible, how this happened, how... These terrorists had so many hours to, to do the evil that they did, and I have so many questions, not many answers. But what I'm doing my best to try to do is really focus on the beautiful acts of kindness here in Israel. And I cannot describe the incredible human beings that live in this country that run to do good, that volunteer and cook and bring over food and items that soldiers need and donate blood and organize barbecues for them and show so much support and love to these soldiers. It is so heartwarming. I have so many family and friends 
who were drafted into the army and they put on their uniform with such pride, leaving their families, leaving their friends and going to serve in the army. There are so many men who are abroad who are flying back in order to join their unit and fight in this war. And I cannot help but think how incredible it is that Israelis run towards danger in the pursuit of helping people where our natural inclination as humans is to run away from danger. The fact that men are coming back on planes, they're coming towards the fire, towards the flames in order to help and do whatever they can to be a part of this is so heartwarming and so beautiful and what makes our small, tiny little country so incredible on every level. As I'm kind of struggling with so much of what's going on, I really wanted to create this podcast to help me on a personal level and hopefully to help other people. Because while there are so many things that are out of our control, I do believe that there are many things that we can do in order to stay afloat, be there for our friends, uh, for our families, um, and get through this. Because this is not the first war. This is not the first challenging time. Um, We are strong. We are resilient. uh, And I do believe that focusing um, on some of these things that I'm going to talk about soon can really help us through this challenging time. So as much as I am coaching you, I am coaching myself Um, And hopefully some of these tips will help us all get through this. So first of all, there is so much going on on social media in terms of videos and clips of the horrors. And I have made a conscious effort to minimize my exposure to to this. Um, I have also spoken to our children about this and really explained that some of these images are they're so horrifying. And once you see it, you just can't unsee it. Um, And I think the words themselves, the descriptions are painful enough. Um, Now with social media, everyone having a phone capturing all of these things, it is just, it is too much for our nervous system. Um, And I don't believe that there is merit in watching these things. We, We should know what is happening. And I think there are other better ways to to really get a grasp of of what happens and what is happening down south. Um, But I do not believe that watching these videos and clips is the way to do that. In that vein, I think it's also really important to dedicate a specific amount of time every single day where you just put your phone away and detach. Be with your kids, play games with them, um, hang out with your friends, go out for a walk, do something else so that you're not fully immersed. And I know how hard this is for me. I'm drawn to my phone. I'm drawn to the updates. I want to know what's happening. Um, And we all do because the main experience that we're all kind of encountering now is the unknown. And somehow by checking our phone, it feels like maybe we'll know more, we'll find out more information, we'll have more certainty. But for our sanity, it is so important to take a break from the social media have a little bit of normal, take a break from all of it, from your brain racing, from your emotions, from your body reacting, um, and just just kind of be, be in the moment. 
I was actually on a call with a client this morning and we talked about the chaos and the lack of normalcy. And what I actually encouraged her to do was to schedule her day. Um, in other words, not schedule the week like we usually do, we usually do um, but really just focus on a day. And we even broke down the day into before noon and afternoon to be able to just plan short term so many things are changing. Things are changing by the minute, but that's not a reason not to try our best to have some kind of tentative schedule that we can work with and help us stay focused. Whether we're working, some of us are working during this time, some of us are not spending time with our kids, um, doing acts of kindness, whatever it is that we're doing, it's actually the habits and the daily rituals that we do that can kind of create some kind of normalcy during this chaos. Um, and I know for me, when I am in a state of chaos or lack of schedule, lack of normalcy, the first thing to drop are my habits, whether it's my journaling or my workouts or any of my other healthy habits that I am used to doing. That is the first thing that I stop doing. Um, but it's actually those things that can really keep us grounded and help us stay present and in the moment and focused on what we can control. I also encourage you to just take it one day at a time. While we, some of us, are planners and we like to think in advance, I know that's me, um, I like to think ahead, I like to plan, um, there's no planning right now. It's literally taking it day by day, hour by hour, rolling with the punches, trying to be as flexible as possible and just understanding that this is beyond our control um, and we can't really plan in advance. The other thing that I think is really important is to check in with your kids if you have kids. Um, and if you don't have kids, then check in with your family. See how everyone is doing. Everyone deals with these situations so differently. Give your loved ones a space to express themselves and to share how they're feeling and what they're going through because it's going to look different for each person. Also check in with yourself. How are you doing? Are you feeling okay today? Are you not feeling okay today? And it's okay not to be okay but just giving yourself that space to be able to check in and see how you're doing and ask yourself what you need is really important. As I mentioned over the weekend, we went into our safe room several times. The first time that we went in, we really weren't prepared. We generally stock up our safe room. Um, in the past, we've done that when we've needed it. Um, so after the first time that we went in, or actually after the first few times that we went in, because there wasn't that much of a space between them, our kids kind of got into the mode of making that space a little bit more fun. They brought in games, they brought in snacks and drinks, um, and that's just a creative way of making a really stressful situation a little bit more enjoyable. Yesterday, I found myself just not really functional. Um, and what I realized is that when I am in the mode of giving and doing, um, I'm able to kind of distract myself from that numbness um, and just kind of move my body in the direction of where I want to be going. So maybe in the mindset, I'm not quite there, but just kind of letting my body guide me. Um, and what 
I decided to do was just start with one small thing. So there are so many initiatives now on WhatsApp, different Excel sheets, volunteering and opportunities and bringing things for the soldiers and cooking and baking and so many different things. And my brain was just so overwhelmed with all the different opportunities. You can give money and you can go down south and you can go up north. And what I eventually decided to do was to just start, just do one small thing. I started chopping up vegetables. I prepared some vegetable platters. My husband made a huge pot of soup. We made rolls. um, And I just took action. We delivered the meals. We reached out to people. I decided to reach out to new Olim who have come this year and were experiencing the war for the first time. I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't feeling it at all. But I just decided to start the motion, start doing. And one thing led to another. I ended up the day feeling accomplished, very sad, but I felt like I had a purposeful, meaningful day. And sometimes we're not going to feel it. Sometimes we're just not going to be in that space, but taking action and doing the things can help us get to that place where there is that alignment of we want to be doing this and we're doing it. The other thing that I think is really important during this very stressful time is regulating your emotional system. And there are so many ways to do this, whether it's meditation, deep breathing. I discussed uh, the 54321 technique in my Facebook post uh, this, I think, a few weeks ago, um, where it talks about our five senses, right? So, five colors, things that you see using your sight, um, and which color feels most calming to you. Four textures, right? A texture that feels calming. Um, three noises that you hear. So that's just being still in the moment and noticing the sounds around you. Um, Two smells. Is there a smell that feels comforting? And then finally, one for taste, being able to be mindful when you swallow, when you eat, feeling the cold water go down your throat. Um, And that technique is really all about being present in the moment. We actually tried it with one of our kids when they were feeling very nervous around the sirens, um, and they felt much, much calmer afterwards. Um, There's prayer. There's so many other methods that you can try to regulate your nervous system, but it's essential during this time that we learn how to calm ourselves down, even if it's for a few minutes in between sirens, even if it's For a limited period of time, we cannot always be in a heightened state um, in terms of our nervous system. It can't always be activated, and it's very important for our health and our well-being to be able to regulate, um, even if we constantly have to do it on a regular basis. The other thing that I think is really, really helpful is exercise. It is so important for your well-being. Get outside, breathe the fresh air take a break. Obviously, we don't want to go too far from a safe room, but just being able to move your body, release endorphins, and have those feel-good chemicals kind of coursing through our body during this time is so, so important. I know here some of the gyms are open, and I think they also recognize the importance of movement um, and what that can do for us during this challenging time. And finally, I just want to address emotional eating. I know for some of us, when we are in a stressful state, some of us don't eat and some of us eat a lot. 
Those are kind of the two extremes. Um, And I just want to encourage you to look at healthy eating as something that you can control. And whether it's deciding when you're going to eat certain meals and deciding what you're going to eat, this is an area in your life right now that you have control over. Now, that doesn't address the certain shortages that we have. Yesterday, there was no bread. There was no milk. Um, They weren't allowing workers in. So (laughs) there, there was some kind of lack of control over, um, over the food. But overall, in general, this is an area where we do have control, where we can decide what we want to put into our body. And In general, during this time, what I really encourage you to do is notice the areas in your life where you do have control. When there is so much uncertainty and so much of our life right now is so unknown, take a minute and really think, what are the things that I have control over? I can decide what I want to eat. I can decide to nourish my body. I can decide to get in movement, whether it's indoors or outdoors. I can decide to journal, right, and allow myself that space to process and express what I'm going through. I can control the time that I want to spend with my kids and what I want to do with them, what this experience is like for them um, in terms of what I'm bringing to the table. There are so many things that are in our control. And just realize that you are probably thinking about all the areas where we feel out of control. Um, And that's totally normal. But what I want to bring attention to here is the importance of controlling what we can control because that does give us back that sense of, okay, there's a lot of chaos around me. There's a lot of unknown, but here are the things that I can do today to feel more in control to feel like I'm making decisions that are aligned with who I want to be and what I want to do. And I think that that is in of itself so empowering and gives us a sense of purpose and a sense of calm um, and I think can be really, really helpful. So I hope that some of these tips and ideas are helpful. I know that I've been supporting my clients a lot through this challenging time Um, If you want to reach out, if you feel that you need some extra support, please feel free to reach out to me. Um, And I am just wishing all of our soldiers so much success in their mission. I hope they return safely. Um, I'm sending a speedy recovery to all of those injured, um, to the hostages for a safe return, a prayer for a safe return. And I just hope and pray that this war comes to an end soon um, and that we have peace and that we can get back to our lives um, and be able to continue doing the wonderful things that we're doing Um, and just sending so much love to those families who have lost their loved ones. I cannot even imagine what they are going through, but we are here. We are supportive. We are we feel, we feel the pain. Um, we don't know exactly what that pain is, but we do feel the pain. We feel the pain as a nation. Um, and I hope that we can recover as a nation and really um, heal from this terrible, terrible war. I will see you next week. 
Thank you for listening to Thriving on Purpose with Nechama Weiser. If this episode piqued your interest or inspired you, and you're looking for a health and life coach who can help you up-level your life, then reach out today. Visit NechamaWeiserCoaching.com for details.